Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You can go ahead with it. Talk Recorded live. Okay, good evening. Welcome to Helping Other States Conference Call for Thursday, May the 11th, 2017. 7.38 p.m. is our start time. Sorry for not having the call. Started right away. It just had a snafu. Uh, here's the Bivens business. Me, inspired bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting inflammatory from public forums. It's permitted shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. There anyone intent to today's meeting? As a member, agent of any law enforcement or public agency in federal, state, county, city, or township agencies present, is there any responsibility decision for the first time? Here, none. This means prior bearing false witness misrepresentation. Posting inflammatory rights in public forums is forbidden, shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations that anyone intends today's meeting. As a member, agent of any law enforcement or public agency of the federal, state, county, city, or township agency is present. Hearing none. This meeting, this meeting is prior to bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting inflammatory in public forums. This forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. Is there anyone attend to today's meeting as a member, agent, any law enforcement, or public agency, a federal, state, county, city, or township agencies? President, is there any responsibility decision for the second, third, and final time? Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, senior year floor. Thank you, Nick. Can you give us a uh, join me number? Yep, in 30 seconds. I'm going to find somebody with that screeching noise. Is the buck on tonight? Yes, he is. And there he is. Very good. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, the number didn't want to come back up. Uh, 992 Five six seven again. That's nine hundred ninety two dash two hundred fifty two dash five hundred sixty seven. Dash is always between the sets of numbers. 
I'm so happy that for us on my side, we um, changed the date for the Thursday Independent Scholars Evenings because I can now enjoy our conversation and our meeting here and not feel rushed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's good for all of us. Yes. By the way, there's something that I had promised to uh, send you, and I'm pretty sure I didn't, was the affidavit that uh, David Edwards had um, um, sent. Not affidavit. Yeah, it was a complaint affidavit to convene the the, two, the one with the treason thing. And so I will send it to you. I remember that, and I'll send it to you. Thank you. You need to have that because you do have the formal complaint that I gave to the assembly, but you don't have the letter, the affidavit that he gave us. I'm pretty sure you do not, but I'll send it back to you. Okay. Okay, Linda, we're ready to go. All right. This is Thursday, 5-11-17. Great many questions. And our great many question, question five tonight, is how is an assembly formed and organized? And who is on the call? We've got Paul, Dan, Linda, Nick, Joe. Joe. Paul, Jim. I would like to do what we did last week, if we could. Please, and then um, Paul, Dan, Linda, Joe, Paul Jr., and Nick do some of the answers. And then when, when Jonathan comes on, we'll let him do one of the answers. Okay. Um, anyone prefer answer number one? I'll go for that. Andy is on the computer. I can't get in. Oh, you need to get in. Okay. Yeah, I'm wait. Did you put up in your browser join dot me forward slash nine nine two dash two five two dash five six seven and enter? Uh, uh nine nine two dash two five two dash five six seven and two come up and then join me thing. Yeah, no, my computer has just become like a turtle. Oh, it froze up? Is it slow? <clears throat> well, Narveen, you got the world's greatest expert on this end. Ask him any question you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, what are you going to do to speed this thing up? It's just slow. Normally it's not that slow, but this today is slow. Might be your connection, too. I think so. I don't know if Joseph is on you, the line. You might, yeah, Joe's on. I heard him on earlier. You might yes, just I turn am here. 
Oh, you there. Hi, Joseph. I was just going to send you the um, join me number, but you've probably got it already. I'm on I'm on Skype. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Join um, me is uh browse you can go to your internet browser and view my screen. You open up Firefox, Explorer, Google Chrome, whatever you prefer, put in clear out the address start the time, put join me forward slash 992-252-567 and it'll bring up the current screen that we're on. Yeah, uh, Dave, look what's happening to this. There you go. And he needs to get off the computer. You said Andy was going into your computer, right? Uh, what's happening? I just probably reboot your system there, Narveen. Yeah. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it back on. And it'll refresh everything. Just reset your server. Just go off. Click off of that. And I Are we ready to? It would help a great deal if they're on too. Okay. Joseph, are, are you? Have you got a screen on? Join me. No, I, I didn't get that. I'm running into some difficulties too. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm using I'm using um, Internet Explorer. Is that okay. going to be okay? Yeah, that's fine. At the top, clear out clear out www.whatever.com. And when I say whatever, I mean just I don't know what your home page is. Okay. So clean that clean that completely out. Okay. Now type in join. Now type in join dot me forward slash, and that's down by your question mark key. Yep. Nine nine two dash two five two dash five six seven and then hit your enter key. One second, it's working. Very good. All right. Very nice. I got it. Thanks so much. You're welcome. We're glad to have you on, Joseph. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's always good to be seen, right? Yes. See you clear as a bell. Yes, yes, yes. Quite a few questions. Yes. I like this assembly really, really much. (laughs) 
Irving, how are you coming over there? Me, I'm having a lot of trouble. You just continue without me. And I'm I'm just having so much trouble trying to get on to this. Are you using the server? Uh, no, it's slow. It's it's there's something wrong with the computer. Did you remove it? Laptop or desktop? What? It's a desktop. Is it desktop? It's a desktop. 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 Yeah, hardline. Ah, hardline. I don't plug your router or modem and plug it back in. Reboot that. I'm online. It's just that it's 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 not slow. It's just not going, and it was not like this earlier. It just happened, and it keeps on coming to. Would you like me to start, or would you like me to yeah, go on? ahead and start? Go ahead and start. Okay. Linda, can I can I do number one? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. We're going to start off tonight with the answer that we've selected for how is an assembly formed and organized. And we went over some of this material, but we've greatly expanded on it since the meeting in Marcellus. The first answer we have is the assembling of a core group of four to eight people who have some type of confederation. A relationship of some nature is necessary for integrity and informing the assembly. The core group is vital to establishing a vetting process, mission statement, and operations and functions document. Now, I've, I've talked about this before, but because Joseph is on tonight, I'm going to go through it real quick again. In Michigan, there were approximately five patriot groups that were operating in the state. There were some meetings that only had 10 people, some people... Some meetings had 100 people. We had people who could research, people who could write, people who had been to court, people who had lost everything they had, people who were diligently studying on their own. So we had all types of people that were ready for when the assembly idea come along to join in, support it, and to be ready and experienced to pick this uh, effort up and to push it forward. So Michigan was right for the assembly idea of not only knowing that the remedy for the people was no longer in court. And so they backed the assembly. Now, people in other states may be on a slightly different situation without having the amount of patriot groups operating that we had in this state. It's very important to put that core group together because you're going to have to vet off from that core group. In other words, you got let's say you got eight people, and maybe you play ball together, you work together, or maybe you're from a big family and you're you're all interconnected someplace, but you see each other often and you rely on each other, 
and converse with each other. And this idea appeals to you. So when this initial, say, eight people come together, you form the core and you start the process. And then when one of you wants to bring your brother-in-law, when one of you wants to bring a guy you work with because you feel you've talked and they feel the same, you have a core group to set down the vetting process to vet the people coming into the group. And this is very important that you bring, you allow people to come into the group and be part of it that have the intention that the core group has and has the foresight the core, the core group has and has the commitment that the core group has. And so you're, you're running in unison all the time. You're on the same page and you're looking in the same direction, asking the same questions and moving forward. And that is extremely important that you have that that singularity among among the first core group, the only core group that starts an assembly. If there's anyone else on the call that would like to add to that. I think you covered it very nicely, very thoroughly. Number two. Give notice, time, date, place, and purpose of the meeting. And what we mean by that is once we're established, we send out every, if we're going to have a meeting for a physical face-to-face meeting, we send out email notice to everybody, try to be within two weeks prior to the meeting, and if, if we can do it earlier than that, even more. If you're doing a phone conference call, we actually set up a calendar that helps tell them when the conference calls are, what days of the week. And you want to, like I said, give give notice to give the time, day, and place to be, where it's at, what's going on. And really don't give out the agenda on our notices. We just basic agenda order to be announced. Your floor left. That's great. May I comment, please? May I comment? Yes, Yes, if you have a comment, go ahead. Yes. See, with answer number one, you have your core group together. You have your eight people. And then you give the notice for your first meeting. And you give the date, time, place, purpose of the meeting. Then um, your core group then gets together and has their first meeting. And then, of course, the way Nick described it is what we do all the time now. It's our regular, our regular um, flyer goes out. For, for all the meetings. Anyway, I yield. Um, I'd like to do answer number three. Um, answer three is hold a meeting to explain the assembly's purpose. To form a popular assembly for establishing remedy of governmental grievances and examination of unalienable rights. 
And I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and this, this is basically what the purpose of the assembly is. Establishing a remedy. And of course, examination can be expanded to regain our powers put the power back into the, the hands of the people, that sort of thing. Okay. And are there any comments, questions on that one? Additions? It's very important in the very beginning that the core group thoroughly educates themselves and becomes aware of all aspects of the assembly. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, when the core group comes together, it wouldn't hurt a thing that they would get together once a week and study and read through the information that's available from several sources, including our websites and our calls to other states. And Michigan has put out a handbook, which is on our website, to study that information because when other people show an interest in what you're doing and they are headed in your direction and want to come to one of your meetings, you can't be stumbling around. You have to be on point. You have to you have to say, we are here because we are dissatisfied with the operation of our government in uh, in many ways. And this is this is our effort to correct that. And you, you wanna be on point and you and you, you want us absolutely get on the same page about all your information. So there's enough information on the two websites that Michigan has, plus on the handbook that's on the one website, plus on the calls from, from this state, plus the fact that the people from Illinois can come to a Michigan and can set through. Michigan is wide open to help in any way we can, whatever is necessary. But it's important that this core group be brought up to speed and be thoroughly versed in, in what is what they want to do and how it should be done so that they approach new members with uh, authority and with knowledge. And I yield. Thank you. Um, Paul Jr., you want to take answer four? Are you there? No, he, he's skip him. Okay, Joe, could, would you take answer four, please? Yes, ma'am. Uh, the answer answer number four: the officers are deciding upon decided upon by election. Moderator, recording secretary, treasurer, and bailiff on an interim basis. Only the assembly decides to form a committee. The moderator is responsible for establishing the committees necessary for setting up procedures and practices. So what you're doing is getting everything ready for when you actually bring 
new members, potential members, into a meeting place, and you are establishing who is going to do the recording secretary, who's going to moderate it, and all those all those elected officers have to be in position. And like on number three, you have to know what you're talking about and be ready. And this is showing credibility to hopeful new members. And I yield. Um, any comments, questions, any additions to that one? I have a comment, please. Yes, ma'am. There would be a number, um, I shouldn't say a number, but multiple, one person will be doing multiple, especially in a small uh, assembly where a um, person can be a moderator and also be a treasurer. Somebody can be a bailiff as well as something else, right? The, the bailiffs cannot be the officers because of the way the meeting is run. They, if one person can only hold, cannot, <clears throat> the moderator can be the moderator and he can't be anybody else. And that goes with the recording secretary, and it goes with the treasurer also. As you settle counties, you will have that a bailiff in the meeting of the assembly may also be the delegate from a county. That can happen. You can hold a second office, but you can't hold that office on the same level. It has to be from another level. You've got the state level to begin with. That's what the assembly is. And you go to the county, and then you go to the region, and you can hold different offices. The, o the only time that, that we have an overlap is some of the offices were bailiffs. That's the only time in, in, the, in the state meeting. That's the only time it crosses over. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the question. Any other comment? Yes. Not Dan. That's number five. Meeting places the chairman and the assembly should meet once a week. That, that's the. Uh, that's for consistency. Um, what Michigan General General Assembly has done is um, at the very beginning we met in one place. And that was month after month after month, year after year. And it was always the same Saturday every month at the same time every month. Basically the same for every month, although different, different um, old business was handled and different new business was handled. Uh, any other comments? Okay. Um. When you're originally starting up an assembly in, in an area, 
it's good that you have a meeting place that's determined. And then for the sake of of uh, confusion, that the people that are coming are known to come at the same place at the same time every week. And I say every week, and that seems like it's a lot. But when you go back to what I spoke about in an earlier answer, that you need to get together and you need to get yourselves established, but you need to study also. There's nothing like getting together and reading documents together and discussing things together. And you can get to the point where you raise questions when you have your meeting. And you could come and say, for instance, let's contact Michigan and let's have a let's have a call with them and let's go over some of our questions and some of our concerns. So if you're only meeting once a month, your whole situation is hardly alive. But when you're meeting every week, then you know like for an hour and a half, two hours at the most, you know, you can keep your you can keep your your self moving forward. You can keep your uh uh, you know, what is it? Momentum. You can keep your momentum. Yes. How you? Okay. Um, that's exactly right. And um, I would like to back up just for uh, a moment, please. And what to give um, answer for on an interim basis? A little bit more of an explanation. What what we mean by that is this core group has gotten together and elected officers on an interim basis. There's the assembly. You're forming the assembly, and once there is, once there are 27 people or 30 people, then um, you can have permanent officers or, or well have elections every year and have uh, an officer to be or have a person be a moderator for a whole year and that won't be interim anymore. But for your um, national assembly, national offices, those are always and the state offices, those are always interim until the state is reorganized. Someone else could um, explain that. The officers in assembly are not considered the government. They're considered the assembly government because that's what they are. They're the general drill assembly. Right, Paul? Yes, the assembly is the people. I hope I explained that just a little bit better. Um, answer number six. Jonathan, are you here? No, he's not. Is Buck on? Yes, he is. I think number six has got your name on it. Okay. Hang on to your seats. In order.
order to address and inform present members and new members, the assembly needs to develop an informational format based upon the handbook, the Michigan's officers call to other states, and on firstmichiganassembly.info website for their own well-being and instruction. When, you, when a group of people come together, and we're going to call them an assemblage, which is going to turn out to be the assembly, they are at different degrees of understanding what is right and what, what is wrong with the present government. Excuse me for a minute. i got to get a dog out of here. Yeah. Some have dealt with governmental information and some have not. Some have never turned a deaf ear towards it, and it's all new to them. So those that know a little bit, as they get into the information, they can help explain when a question arises, but also... Even those that are teaching many times will say, wow, I never saw that before in that particular light. It's an informational thing for everybody, and hopefully they all grow together. But on the opposite side of that, you can't just come together and meet and sit there like bumps on a log. You have to use your brain. You have to use your brain on material that is prevalent, relevant, and accurate, always bearing in mind that we have a de facto, and we do not want to be de facto, we are de jure, meaning one's right, one's own right in law, so that therefore you all grow, and there's always going to be a time when somebody makes a mistake and you and they say, well, I never understood it that way, be very forgiving be very illustrative of how to explain it to them and accept them just as your brother and sister. But you cannot sit on your hind quarters and talk about the ball game or the bowling alley or some other thing. You got to put your mindset onto the information about what's going to be your government or your county, which will then share with the government of the state, and then later on with the government of the nation. And with that, I will yield. Thank you, Bob. Comment? Michigan went on from this point because we felt the need we needed to move out within Michigan, and we needed to talk to other people in other areas. So we started a program about four years ago now that we called Train the Trainer, and we went over every facet of what we were doing. And this ended up in a notebook six inches thick. And every document that you can imagine is concerning our efforts from the government. 
And there is every protocol vetting to elections to uh, new members joining. There's every facet of our organization, every facet of our procedures, and every document that could possibly uh, support the work that we are doing. Where's all the noise coming from, Nick? So this is what you need in order to uh, move forward. You, you have to be on this situation of teaching yourself. I yield. Yeah. Any other comments? Yes. Yes, sir. I muted the Illinois Assembly call because that's the one that's coming with a noise in the background. Okay. I can unmute them if they want to mute on their end. Okay. Let's try it. <clears throat> Let's try unmuting them and see if it's okay. Here we um, what noise are you getting from here? Because I'm being quiet as a mouse. Yeah, I'm checking out from your call. I don't know if there's something in the background. It's just, you want speakerphone by chance? I am. I can get off speakerphone, but I've been I've been very quiet. Can I'm off speakerphone can now. You, can you, you, can, you can hit star six on your phone. It'll mute you, oh, okay. but you can still listen. All right. That way... And when you need to speak to Star Six yourself again, back on the. I mean, thank you. Okay. Um, I'd like to go down the line again, like we did before with Paul. Uh, first, can you do question seven, please? And then Nick, this, number eight. <clears throat> the assembly needs to. The assembly needs to accumulate all documents of authority, beginning with the Magna Carta, and procure documents of your state from the beginning, including commonwealth or colony or territory, also treaties and constitutions of any nature, of any nation associated with your state. We went back in Michigan and we went back and found all the documents from the very beginning. They're all included in our paperwork that we have accumulated all the years that we have in archives. We have copies of all these documents. We have copies of every constitution. We have copies of every treaty, even the copies of the treaty from from the French and Indian War that had an effect upon this territory. And from those documents, we support the authority that we feel that we have as people in this living in this area to move ahead and to proclaim the work that we are doing and to try to accomplish the work that we are doing. So when people come and they ask us under what authority, what authority do you people organize? What are people are you under what authority are you people even assembled and then we draw out these documents and we show them in the different lines and the different paragraphs exactly where our authority emanates from. I yield. Buck here. 
Yes. What you just saw or just said, Paul, maintains and goes along with why we always say and we're going back to original authority. All these past documents were authenticated back in the days that they were signed and witnessed, and they are they come forth as the originality. You take the de facto, on the other hand, they started in 1860, approximately, 1861. They have no past authority. They take it by force. So hence, what I'm saying is, all these documents and the purpose and the importance of them is that they do prove the original authority, the original jurisdiction that every assembly needs to, needs to maintain and become familiar with. I yield. Thank you, Bob. Nick, can you do answer eight, please? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Number eight, develop a plan to attract more people to meetings. Maintain a list of names and members. It is the paramount to protect members' information. Present members bearing responsibilities for <coughs> search, scrutinizing. scrutinizing the characters and in intentions of prospective new members, in the other words, bearing somebody, in other words, bringing somebody for whom you can vouch for. So basically what we're saying here is we want to bring new people into this and we want them to come and join, but we also want to make sure that they're the right people and not disruptors. Uh or uh, just have an agenda to do what they want to do. And when you're bringing them in, you want to actually vet them. You want to vet them and know, you know, okay, who they are, what they are, where they came from, if they're true people that want to be a part of the assembly, if they're just some government plant or whatever. Now you. Right. That's exactly right. And um, that goes with answer nine. Is Are there any questions about answer eight? No, but this is Joe with a little more on the paramount to protect members' information. Here is where you are, you have a recording secretary, communication secretary that has all these people's information on it, and it must be protected. We also scrutinizing people that are coming in so that we don't have interference with leaking out information. We all, we all have, have lives. We interact, you know, outside of our membership, and we don't want it to put, we don't want to put anyone in our, as members in harm's way, I guess is what needs to be said. So all of those things are, you know, Answer four, five, six, seven, eight, and on are all leading up to keeping good records, bringing in people, and vetting them properly, and making sure we have not only a core group like in the beginning of these answers, but a membership 
that will stand firm for others. And I yield. Any oh, other comments? Buck has something to say. Very good. Remember that as you get new members coming in, if it looks like your assembly is going to be successful and take off, there are outside forces that are against mm-hmm. you, so they may try to get some of their people into your meeting as a member, and later on they're going to cause you some headaches. So you have to be prepared for that. That's why you do a vetting, but you won't catch them all. You will catch some after two or three weeks or a month. You four or five of you four or five of you may come together and say, you know, I'm getting a bad feeling about this particular or these couple of individuals. They seem like they want to tear us down rather than cause us to go forward. So what I am saying, be prepared that the outside forces de facto, will try to tear you apart if they get the chance. And with that, I yield. We had two outrageous circumstances in Michigan. One was from the multi-level marketing people. When they had a, a group meet sometimes, it would have like 75 to 100 people in it. These people would show up and they'd want to join and present themselves as somebody that we felt good about. But as time went on, they wanted the uh, list of all the people who joined and their addresses and phone numbers so they could add them to their multi-level marketing scheme. And another uh, nefarious bunch that came along was those who were in the business to help people get their homes back from the foreclosure. And they were going through the room looking for people that they could help and most of them, or near all of them, had no idea what they were doing, but most of the talk was about the amount of money that had to be put down in order to get any help. And that was their main reason for being at the meetings. It's pretty easy to imitate us, but in the long run, it is very difficult to perform as we do. I yield. I have a quick question. Yes. Um, thank you for allowing me the time. I uh, would like to know who is the one who does your vetting? How do you get your vetting taken care of? Do you um, use a private detective all the time? Do you use the um, the the uh, police force? Do you use... Um, Credit bureaus, who exactly do you use? I yield. We got together and we set up a format for procedure and process on vetting of the information that we require for someone. Basically, we have it set up as all people that come to the meeting have to be sponsored by someone else. The person can only come to the meeting twice as a guest. And then they can either never come again or they have to join if they want to keep on coming. When we have people that may contact us 
and they say that, you know, we want to come, but we don't have a sponsor, someone will sponsor them, and then two or three people will walk to the side and will take our vetting format and ask them questions, you know, how they conduct their life, what do they do, how did they learn about this, how do they feel about what's going on in the government, what they may feel that they have to contribute, what they would like to see done, and do they understand exactly, you know, some of the rigmarole that's actually going on in the government, and do they understand exactly what we want to do, that they they're, they got their head in the box. And another thing we ask is what they feel that they can contribute. Some are typists, some are researchers, some of the people are just people that you know how to get things done. And if we keep this all in-house, we do not go to the outside only in extreme circumstances would we happen to be using anyone outside the assembly in order to establish the uh, credibility of someone who uh, is a candidate for uh, membership. Now yield. Buck, say something again? Yes. Darvine, the last sentence of answer eight, present members bear the responsibility of scrutinizing the character and intentions of prospective new members. In other words, bring someone or sponsor someone for whom you can vouch. Now, in order to vouch for someone, you have to know something about them. It's not just a stranger from the other side of town that you don't know. Now, Maybe some other member knows that person from the other side of town and can vouch for him. But to answer your question, when we do our vetting, that is why they are usually sponsored by someone, someone that knows how they behave themselves, how they, what their ideas on are about the present government, what the future government's going to be about, in other words, you know a little bit about them, and you have a little more comfort zone with them. Whereas if it's a perfect stranger, I certainly am not going to put my hand up and say I'll vouch for them because whatever they do wrong, the people all turn their head and look at you, Buck, and they say, you vouch for this person. Look what it turned out to be. Does that help any? I yield. Thank you, it does. Um, it doesn't address the problem that we went into, which is seriously a problem, is where there was a group of people and they were vouching for each other. They were all infiltrators. That, <laughs> that became a bit of an issue. So when we had to remove them from the assembly, we had to remove the entire group. I yield. Michigan has removed people from their assembly. And it's a necessary thing because you have to keep going forward and you cannot be encumbered by people not being able to sit down and realize that we all must be on the same page and moving forward and we've got all day to explain things until you understand. Yep. Their lack of comprehension is not going to be the reason why the assembly is lagging behind instead of moving forward. Are you? I was going to add something. Um, yes, David. Regarding what you said earlier about 
about these people coming in with their own agendas to really have nothing to do with the assembly. Maybe a line or two lines, depending on how long it would need to be, could be added to the Bivens decision to say, hey, anybody that's here for any reason to promote, uh, you know, something to promote business or however you would want to word it, you just add a line to the Bivens decision to just add it in there. And so they kind of know up front that, hey, look, you can't peddle your wares here. This isn't a swap meet. So you know that up front. That's a great idea. I really like that. I I believe there is one line in the business decision that more or less covers that particular area, but it is something that maybe we need to sit down and examine. Thank you. I'd like to add something at this point. Um, In Michigan, we've, we've got our core group, and it's as though we're family, and assume that we all live in the same house, once in a while the house gets dusty and needs cleaning like anyone's house. So we've run through that gamut where we had to extract a few for doing their little sidelines. And and you'll find that, and we may find it again in our, our state group down line that somewhere along the line, Something gets out of whack, and we have to take action. And 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 you'll you know every state is going to run through that once, twice, or even more. And and we just have to work through all these issues, and you deal with them one on one. So with that, I yield. Any other comments, questions? Answer eight leads to answer nine. Yes, sir? This is Joseph. I would like to uh, add something to that, too. Um, It is very important that that, um, we, the assembly members, understand uh, the human behavior and also how we interact with people because it very much is a similar process that we do when we interview people for various positions, technical or whatever. So there's a lot of psychology involved with that, and we have to really understand um, where they're coming from and from multiple perspectives. That's why somebody who asked that that, there would be multiple people involved in the interview, it's a very, very good idea because – once we have a person one-on-one and, and we have interview, we have energy that coming in. And even if they try to hide certain things, the energy would override that. So, so uh, we, we will have a clear understanding after the three people that interviewed come together and uh, share the experience. And I will yield on that. Thank you for that. Very good point. Excellent point. And that goes along with our bidding process. Exactly. Um, Shall I go on to answer nine? I believe so. Okay. I will will take answer nine, and then I'd like Joe to take answer 10, Dan to take answer 11. Um, Okay, answer nine, consider using Bivens' decision, right? Mission statement, 
create a criteria for vetting process, and capture websites of .org, .info, .com, example, ohiogeneraljuralassembly.org, compose operations and functions document, document together. Um, all of the above is required for the assembly to protect its integrity and function. Any and all business of any assembly of this nature must never be the topic of any social media at any time for any purpose. For example, Facebook, Twitter, etc. That is extremely important. And it goes along with protecting members' information. There have been times in the past when some of our members' information did get onto a social media. And then other, well, and other times there have been um, spats, you know, little, little fights going, little arguments going back and forth on social media. That is not the um, the picture. That's not the picture we want to put in people's minds. <laughs> for example, and then back to the vetting process. The vetting process was something that our assembly did right from the very, very beginning. And then, as time wore on, um, the, uh, the, the there were still. Um, so. So problems, the, the, the problems would creep in. And then one of the counties one of the counties put together a vetting process for their county because their county split because the, some of the people didn't agree with, with what was going on. And then um, the vetting process at the state level and the vetting process at this particular county level, that was kind of um, looked at and combined into one document, and now it's about a four-page document, and um, for people to be interviewed, vetted as they come into the assembly. And the website capturing the websites is very, very important. And Nick might have something more to say about that because it is expensive, and he knows a lot more about it than I do. Comment on that. We just have to put our pool our money together. That's why we need a treasurer to keep track of all that. And then we capture somehow or another capturing those those websites. It would be it would be like Ohio General Drill Assembly dot org, Ohio General Drill Assembly dot info, Ohio General Drill Assembly dot com. That way all of those different searches would lead you to OhioGeneralDrillAssembly.org, the name of your <coughs> question? Comment? Well, on that line of capturing websites, yeah, you don't want to, uh, you know, such as we are, the, going back to the original jurisdiction, the original Republic. So to say, punch in Republic, you could get New Republic or Original Republic. Which one do you want? Well, 
new jurisdiction or old jurisdiction. So that's the difference. You, someone could mislead a whole group down the wrong river and to no end. And that would be why you want to capture all sites that would help draw them into the correct version of what you're getting done. And I yield. Thank you. Oh, you mean like Don Derrish? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be mis you got you can't mislead people. Get all the directions in there. You're not gonna capture hundred percent every site out there because some will be tied up. But you want to tie up the main the main few there. Yeah. Dot org, dot com, dot info and dot well. And you're gonna look at spending at least, you know, five hundred every Three quarters every quarter of the year, but you know it's worth the price. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Okay. Um, we don't have any more comments. Um, Joe, would you go on to number answer number ten, please? Yes, just a minute. Um, number answer ten. The assembly must start, establish, maintain, and archive the records and minutes, both electronically and physically. An example, a video of the meeting. The assembly must always maintain an accurate record and minutes of each meeting in order to establish the assembly's record. And with with the archive of records and minutes, both electronically and physically, it's so if something happens to the paper or physical copy, you have electronic and vice versa. Uh, you should have the have them both uh, at least the last five six months present at all meetings, so that if there's a discussion on something, it can easily be brought up. It helps to catch on video of the meeting because of word play on someone said this or someone said that. You can play that video back and catch that. And maintain, you have to have a complete records of, of minutes of each meeting and hang on to them. Someone has to be recording the issues and then have it rec uh, saved in archive. It's, it's a must because that's where all of those records are where you get your standing and your claim on, of your authority. And I yield for questions. This is Joseph. I'd like just to um add one thing to this and I think this is this is absolutely crucial uh, answer number 10 uh, to do all these items because all this will create um, uh, credibility uh, authority in uh, handling these these things uh, these items and virtue for the team for the group and that will set the tone for future members when they see the uh, the tone that uh, has been established and moving forward, and I yield. 
Thank you. Buck here. Yes, Buck. Remembering back to our forefathers that put together the documents of this country, they broke away from England, and they started their government, because they were going to govern themselves, that's what they wanted, and so that's why they had records and provable accounts of what was done by the people. We, the people, have made this our, our intentions. Now, here, let's bring it up to date. Assemblies. We want to break the yoke of the de facto government, liken that onto, the, onto England, and we want to have our own government. We're not starting anything new. We're going back to the original 1776 and 81 and 87 and 89 and so on, we have to have records that we, the people, have threw up our arms and said we've had enough of this BS, and so therefore we maintain records that the we, the people, have decided this, have reestablished it, are going on with it. I hope that helps and I yield. Let's go on to 11. Okay, I'll do number 11. Yeah. The assembly must always set a date for the next meeting prior to adjournment of the present meeting. This prevents the occurrence of a sign die event. Why do we in, say that? In the end of okay. our minute. Go ahead, Linda. Um, we, what happened during the um, Civil War was the um, South walked out without setting a day for another meeting. So basically, we're st stuck in that time frame. Go ahead, Paul. At the end of, of our minutes, we have a paragraph placed in there that should a storm occur or an electrical outage occur and we are unable to meet physically or to meet in conference call, either a special meeting will be called by the officers to meet at the next scheduled meeting or a special meeting will be called. And we put that paragraph in there so we do not go sign die by not meeting again when we are supposed to. We protect yeah. ourselves for that paragraph. Go ahead, Nick. It actually wasn't the state. This time the conference call. If unable to meet the next schedule meeting, we meet at the next schedule meeting. Call especially for that thing. Yeah, then that is what we use. That's the wording we use because, again, I agree with a power outage. Anything you never know, but. We're not going to send I by that, but you. Any um, any other comments on that? Questions? Let's go on to number twelve. Okay, Buck. 
I'd like you to take number 12 and Paul to take answer, I mean, answer 12 and then Paul to take answer 13. Answer 12 to question number 5. In order to expand the assembly members' knowledge of assembly operation and organization, the assembly should engage in participating with Michigan by way of talk show and join, and join me to enhance their moving forward and answering questions concerning their well-being. Attend a meeting in a state that has already been established as an assembly. Or and becoming more familiar with I was going to say what is right and wrong, and I'm going to scratch that out and say what is the acceptable participation of how you want your assembly to run. Now, by, by for instance, joining in on some of Michigan's call or later on some of the other states when they become set up, I've always been a person that learns from someone else's mistakes. Maybe, maybe on one of those calls, you'll see where someone was speaking and wanting to do something, and some of their members stop them and say, hey, you can't do that. That's not in the operations and functions manual. Well, it's a learning, it's a learning curve for all of us. It's better than just sitting there and thinking you're right and hoping you're right by attending a meeting by phone or by actual physical appearance into the other state's assembly, you can get a first-hand grip and, and understanding, which should, if you're a person that's awake and drank enough coffee so that you're alert, you set your thinking capacities and your learning capacities to go on and become better established. And with that, I yield. This is Joseph, just a comment on that. Uh, this is another excellent, excellent uh, point here. Uh, all of these, these items that, that are mentioned here are absolutely great. And we have, it, it's very, very important that, that we, we find people who have the capacity to discern. Because so if a person has that capacity, then they will know what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, and and obviously to not insult others, you know, with, with the various items. So so it's it's very good. And I would yield. Thank you. <clears throat> Are there any other comments on twelve? Okay, we'll move on to thirteen. <clears throat> The assembly needs to establish a protocol and document for a board of review for the purpose of handling outside interference, contentions between members, and any other administrative business that may interfere with the normal conduct of assembly operations. The Board of Review action is initiated by a complaint in the form of a letter with evidence from a member 
that is presented to the moderator. The moderator selects the Board of Review members whom conduct their investigation in a private manner, monitors their progress, and is informed of the Board's decision that emanates from the original member complaint. The findings and decisions of the Board of Review is reported to the Assembly and becomes part of the Assembly record. On a motion from the floor, the Assembly votes to confirm or reject the Board of Review's findings and decisions. The Assembly has oversight to approve the final action of every committee. The Board of Review was put in place in Michigan because of all the falderall and the upset and the upheaval and everything of personality conflicts and personal agendas that was coming onto the floor during the business meeting. When we needed to be writing documents, when we needed to be making the decisions, when we really needed to be holding meetings in other counties that were assembling prospective members, we were squabbling on the floor for two or three hours at every meeting, which was ridiculous because, most of all, for this reason, we lost a lot of tremendous members that could be with us today and are not. And that loss was the biggest loss of all. So with the Board of Review in place, when we have an upset, that goes to the outside and we refuse to discuss this matter at all during the meeting. And that protects the integrity of the meeting. It protects the integrity of going forward and the agenda. And it allows all the officers to spend their time doing what needs to be done for the assembly and allows the people a comfortable environment to be in to push forward the assembly and to attend the matters. Is there, are there any questions or other comments? Well, that that Board of Review helps uh, put these apostaticators in a spot where they can't disrupt our meetings, and that's been the best decision we ever come up with in this assembly is to put a Board of Review in place. It just worked well. I've got a question. Go ahead. I got, okay. Um, did you figure out because it seems as though because you've got a board and there would be a certain amount of members on it, do you have a set number of members? Because just by the mathematics itself, it would, I would that there would have to be a certain amount of members on the board of review, and then there would have to be a certain amount of members that were not necessarily part of the board of review that the board of review would actually bring it back to the assembly. Because if you've only got I don't know, nine people and four of them are on the board of review and you bring them back to the the only other three that weren't part of what was going on in the board of review and that's your total assembly and it happens to deal with like one of the other three. I mean, where does, I'm just trying to figure out like logically where the mathematics would come in as far as the amount of people necessary to run this particular type of solution. Not in any way, shape or form am I saying that this type of solution doesn't make sense because it does because you do have to remove this this problem from an assembly meeting immediately but I was just wondering has anybody thought that out yet when when we had to form a board of review we had between 250 and 350 people that were members 
we we had grown that much before, and we were in that much turmoil before we decided to do this. The border review up till now has consisted of three people, and the moderator is involved. Okay, so that's just a okay. So a preliminary would be three plus a moderator. Okay. But when but we it, have a yeah, problem, say David, that you're a member of our our uh, assembly, and suppose a problem comes up, we go and talk to you. We the we the officers, you know, say, well, we need to go talk to David because he's got one wheel off the track here. So we just sit down and we talk about it. You know, we try to. We try everything before something goes to a border review. We, we talk to people, and, you know, if it's outrageous conduct, we say, you know, you can't be talking like that at a meeting. Or, you know, if you're an officer and you're getting here late, you say, you know, you can't hold the office if you can't attend the meetings and do your job. And if you need some help, if you need a ride or whatever, we always try to work all this stuff out face-to-face, in a in a good adult manner, before it gets to, border review is a last resort. Okay, so I have a question too. Okay. How is the border review going to be different from? I mean, I shouldn't ask it that way. Is it how is it going to be different? Wouldn't the grand jury or a petite jury be the same thing as the border review? Because a lot of members are going to be overlapping, and they're going to be on the grand jury. We only use the grand jury on the bad guys. <laughs> okay, you answered my question. <laughs> we reserve, we reserve our finest, uh, our finest uh, uh, form of offense for, for the guys that have caused us the most problems. Okay. The, the, the border review is seldom used. It, but it's, you know, sometimes it gets to a, an impasse, you know, where talking won't do it, you know. And uh, and the officers have always been, that I work with, have been extra good about sitting down and talking. And just sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. And sometimes, you know, people just need help. And, and sometimes they make a mistake and we realize that we need to be spending more time and helping more. So, uh-huh. so it's a last resort thing. It's not something that, you know, we punch that button at a moment's notice. It doesn't go that way. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's a very um, understanding and uh, emphatic, wonderful way of um, um, looking at it. That's great. When you start I'm... airing the laundry out during a meeting, it's not a good place, especially if you've got maybe 10 or 15 people that's their second or third meeting. They're going to think this is a love of life or as the stomach turns and they don't need to come back. <laughs> May Buck speak? Oh, yes. <laughs> First of all, understand that we are a brotherhood and a sisterhood, a family in this governance operation. Now, when assembly is first starting out and you only got 8, 10, maybe even 15 people, there's going to be differences of opinion due to the lack of understanding generally. 
That's not a problem. You just work that out. You don't need a board to review for that. <clears throat> you get everybody educated so that they're on the same page. And if you look at them and they got that deer in the headlight look in their eyes, you say, I can see you still don't understand this. And several more people will try to get it across to where they have an understanding. So you're all on the same page, moving the same way. Now, so you, your assembly has grown up to 30 or 40, and there's a few people that constantly disrupt with their ideas, which you can see that they're not on the same page, they're not understanding what the intent is, and after a meeting or two, usually other members will get together, other members of the assembly will get together and say, man, these guys are slowing us down, making us drag our feet, they're, they're throwing hurdles in front of us. Then they might, one of them say, I guess it's time for me to write the letter to the moderator that we have a problem. We have a complaint that needs to be dealt with. These people either got to surrender to our ways, which is the right way, because the majority is following that, or they need to be disciplined by either being discharged or the board, the board of Review makes this ruling, it goes to the Assembly. The Assembly says, we agree with what the Board said. Now you either have to agree with it and fall in line and function that way, or we're going to discharge you from our group because we don't need this type of a headache. And with that, I yield. And along with that, the important thing is at every meeting, we display the mission statement. And it's pretty concise, it's pretty precise, and it's all entailing. So sometimes it's good to go to other places and explore other ideas, but they, they must fit in our criteria. They must fit along with our purpose of original jurisdiction. I yield. Buck, one more time. Yes, sir. The big picture says, if we're going to be a governance in that county, and they do this constantly, what kind of a government are you going to have? That's why you have to establish the mission statement, follow it precisely, and keep things in check. Otherwise, those around about you that haven't joined the assembly will once again say, they haven't got their act together. Why would I want to join them and be part of that government? I yield. Are there any other Linda? comments? Yeah, Linda Colby. Um, yes. Every time there is a complaint filed, written to the moderator, um, the Board of Review then is reactivated again because the time <coughs> they worked on their 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 case before this, their committee of three was then um, uh, dissolved, right? Is that the word? And each time a complaint comes in, then the Board of Review gets reactivated again, and new people, or sometimes the same people, are on the Board of Review again for the next complaint. I haven't had to do this very much, though. I think I remember only twice. The Board of Review is always a new pick. Every time we have a new a new uh, 
complaint, we have a new board of review every time. That's right. Okay. This is Joseph. I would like to add something. Yes. It is very important to for us all to understand um, where these um, negative feelings and negative outcomes uh, are shared in the meetings. So I totally agree with somebody that mentioned that we need to talk with them, we need to interview them and listen to them. And I would add even more with open open questions, allow the person to express themselves because these are usually the silent uh, negative energy and expression of, of some kind of uh, trauma in the past, which we don't know. But allow the person to express that and see if the person brings in a lot of, a lot of value to the group, then uh, try to bring him more towards the center line with showing them some of the uh, the ways that, that that the team will will probably appreciate. And, you know, everyone has in front of them like an invisible sign, make me feel important. Well, if the person brings in value to the team and so on, we'll apply a method to make him feel important and try to guide him in a proper direction. Hopefully it will work. And I yield. Yes, thank you for that. We have an expression in our assembly that's been placed there five years ago that everyone will be heard on every matter. Everyone that wishes to be speak will be heard. I'd like to add something to... to yes. Kind of a continuation of what Joseph said. I, the use, I don't know if anybody knows, but there's a, there's a whole method of communication. It's called nonviolent communication, which was laid down by a fairly wise gentleman. And it's something that's easily accessible. There's books about it. And it's ways to solve conflicts without blame and without aggression. And I believe if that were to be used and implemented, not only in the, the Board of Review, but also in the assemblies in general, and if it could be taught as a short class, along with grammar, logic, and rhetoric, which is which, which is the trivium, which is the, just a logical way of going about coming to a conclusion of something, which can also be looked up on anywhere. You can look up the trivium and how it works. But taking the logical aspect along with the nonviolent communication aspect of it, if you put those two together, I believe you can pretty much solve any problem. But the, those two tools need to be available to people to learn how they work. And once everybody learns how those two tools work, and, can, and especially how they can work together, I really don't think there'd be any problem that anybody couldn't get past if they just put their mind to it. And I yield. Okay, David. I'm, I'm keeping a record here, and your number one solution was a, a nonviolent? Yeah, the, 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 it's called nonviolent communication. And I, 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 forgive me, but I forget the name of the author. But he has he has an entire book series and he has an entire like lecture series which you can go watch I believe still completely on YouTube, and he slowly goes through it and and teaches people. I I believe he used to have literally VHS tapes back in the day where there was such a thing, um, and he taught this whole system of nonviolent communication and what it does is it it's not an attack there's no blame 
you're trying you're trying as best as you can to draw out from the other what the, how they're feeling and the reasons why they're feeling it because as we all know yes our decisions ultimately should be based upon logic which is why i brought up the trivium a lot of times the reasons why they balk or the reasons why somebody's doing something is not based in logic. It's based in emotion that, as you wisely said a few moments ago about the decision that you made five years ago, that everyone should be heard. A lot of the times it comes from someone feeling as though they're not being heard or not being heard in the way that, that they are trying to express themselves. And that whole study and that whole understanding of how to do nonviolent communication gets directly at the core of that every time without hesitation. And so, so somebody doesn't feel like they're lost and the people that are trying to draw it out of them don't feel lost either. Mm-hmm. Well, and I your second, uh, you said nonviolent was first and what was your second, uh, remedy? the second, the second yeah. is, the second is the trivium. It's grammar, logic, and rhetoric, grammar, logic, and are the first three of the seven liberal arts that were laid down by Aristotle. And that's to, you know, and the liberal arts is where you get the, the root word of the word liberty is liber, which is also the root word of, of library. That's where you get a library. That's also where you get liberty from. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to have a liberal education is to be one that has the knowledge of liberty through grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And grammar is your who, what, when, where, and why. Your, that's your grammar. And your, your logic is the how of putting the who, what, when, where, and why together. Your rhetoric, your rhetoric is one of the two uh, active literacies. You have regular literacy, meaning you can read. And then the two active literacies are writing and rhetoric. The oration is another term for it, the, the capacity and the, the ability to speak your mind without using logical fallacies, without, you know, ad hominems and all the other short little Latin phrases that go along with it, um, to get your point across in a way that follows grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And there's plenty of short books on grammar, logic, and rhetoric. So I would suggest to maybe, maybe make that a short class at assembly meeting someday. Just or just get out and say, hey, everybody, go look at this and get, get familiar with it. So nobody's yeah. using logical fallacies in the assembly, which would, which would slow down the assembly and have all of this friction that continues. Because when you know that somebody's using a logical fallacy, you can catch them on it and say, hey, wait a second, hold on, that's a logical fallacy. You're not actually attacking this man's point. You're you're trying to divert it. You're doing a red herring. You're coming at an ad hominem at him because you know he beats his dog something it has nothing to do with his argument and if everybody knows what the logical fallacies are the attorneys and those that would infiltrate are very skilled at them so if you are able to pick them out and use grammar logic and rhetoric to reverse them and get rid of them instantaneously you'd get rid of a lot of problems right off the bat because everybody would be now everybody is knowledgeable in mental self-defense which is what grammar logic and rhetoric is it's like a virus software for your brain really and I yield. Thank you for that. That that's, looks like it may be a worthy addition to our <clears throat> teaching other states. Okay, we can go on to uh, answer 14, please. Okay, I'll I'll do answer 14. 
Answer 14. The JCO, DUR, and DOI are needed to establish proclamation of a member's status. Also, the oath for the member and the oath for the officers needs to be composed. Now, we have oaths for all of our officers. It used to be they were all different. And um, the oath for the member is in our uh, JCO. That, um, now we have now we have uh, oaths that are just general. Um, JCO stands for General Covenant of Office, which makes you an elector. The DUR stands for Declaration of Unalienable Rights, and the DOI stands for Declaration of Independence. And all of those are in the handbook from from de facto de jure handbook on our first Michigan Assembly website. And um, you, you may not copy them because they're locked down, but you can type them up and um, put your state's name in them and do a seal. That's probably another thing that should be in this. You, know, you can research the seal that you have in your state, research the seal you had originally in your state, and then make up a de jure seal for your assembly. That's what Michigan did. That was one of the very first things that happened, too. It's all a lot of work to do for a very beginning of an assembly, but if you have your core group together, you're going to find out that this is going to be a fun, fun project. Anyway, are you, are there any questions? Yeah, I do. I have a comment, actually, if I may. Yes. Um, it's actually on the on the um, uh, the previous topic, but I still would like to mention for me, and I. I want to just share this with everybody and see what correction, if any, need to be made. For me, intent is very important. If someone has an intent to further the de jure government, to further the cause and the purpose of the assembly, then if there are any difficulties, we can always work them out. If the intent is to cut the assembly, break its back, break its knees, try and dissolve it, that intent can be covered up. But once that's there, there's nothing you can do with it except remove the people. You see what I'm trying to say? That once the intent is apparent, or even uh, you can see the glimmer of it, that just gives us an indication on how we um, communicate with that person. There's no point wasting time with someone who doesn't have um, the intent is not shared with us. That's, that's correct. But, but sometimes, you know, in these deals, if somebody somebody will bring up something, and if you think about it a minute, it's a whale of an idea, you know. And it's so you always have to be on guard for that crazy thing that gets said that makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But I want to read. Uh, I want to read fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Answer fifteen isn't on this list. 
But I'll tell you what answer 15 is. It will get added to this list. Is Michigan General General Assembly has always been financially supported from within. There was there's no one from the outside that was allowed to contribute to our efforts. One time we got into a little trouble when we had a lot of notices to put out to cost a lot of money for the notices in the paper. And uh, a motion on the floor was passed uh, asking everyone that could to bring a certain amount of money forward during the next couple meetings so we could pay this bill. Because someone was carrying part of the bill around on their credit card for a while. But other than that, we didn't get into any any tough situation. But there was never a dime taken from the outside. There was never a yard sale. There was never a lottery. There was never a raffle. There was never anything. It was always self-supporting from within. And so I wanted to mention that. It's kind of an afterthought to put on this list. So with that, this is Joseph. Just, just to add something, just to add something to that, that is a brilliant, brilliant idea because that is the fundamental part why we wanna wanna move away from the corporation. So we don't have all these these services and social security and this and that, so they can control us. So it's, right. it means freedom, right. and that I will yield. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to wind up this call tonight. We're running, we're running over some, and we've got to get on. Some of us have got to get on the national call. So, Illinois, do you, do you, yes, Norveen. Yes, may I please mention this so that we can sort of think it over for the next call? And this is the the thing that I, that David Johnson from New Hampshire mentioned because we are all examining. Uh, bank accounts with lawful money. So this is what he said. Watch the YouTube video, Federal Reserve Act Remedy by David Merrill. And then the next sentence he posted is, do your banking slash booking entry into zero interest accounts. Hang on, just one minute. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, zero interest accounts under US uh, 12 US Code 411 for lawful money. I just want to share this with you, and then I would like very much to see if we can follow this up um, next week and see if there's any input that we can get for this. Okay, well, if you send that to ComSec, uh, I'm sure I'll Joe... Send it to everyone in the committee. I will. I will send it right now. Thank you very much for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you so much for this call. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, Illinois, would you like us to be on this call next week? Would you like to be on this call next week? Absolutely. Same time next okay. week. Okay. We will see you then. So thank you, Joseph and Narveen and David, for being on with us tonight. And thank you for everyone in Michigan for participating, for writing, for contributing, and for commenting, and for laughing through this whole thing. Thank you, everyone. The, Good night. Uh, 
we'll get back together again on the 15th of this month for preparation for the 18th. So thank you, everyone in Michigan and Illinois, and good night, and we will see you later. Good night. Bye-bye. Wow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.